lot to me on that day, and it still does. Hope it's a blessing. I just thank y'all for being here with us this morning, amen. Hallelujah. Man, the band's getting better every week. Amen. Praise God. Is uh is Miss Vicky in the house this morning? Testy one too. Do I see her hand waving? Leave that alone right there. It's perfect. God is good. Amen. How many people know you go through some things? Anybody going through something right now? We just want to sing this song for you guys. It's Todd's song. He just lets me jump in every now and again with him. And, uh, but it's a moving song. I've been through so many fires and trials, and thank God that Jesus is there the whole way. He said he never leave me nor forsake me. 
And what I love when Brother Bobby was here, he taught me something. Uh, uh, I, I really didn't understand this whole concept, but Bobby said this one time when I was listening to him preach. I didn't get to come all the times when he was preaching, but one of the times when he was preaching, he said this. He said, what God will do for one, he'll do for the other. There's nobody too special or nobody, nobody any better than the next person. God don't, God don't see us like that. He sees us like love. I love my children, and I'm going to do for them. And this song is, is kind of that song. If you're going through the fire, if you're going through something, he's going to help you. What he'll do for one, he'll do for the other. Amen. Somebody give God give Todd, thank you for letting me sing this with you. Amen. You're on my side. Is it too late to switch? Just check it out. I'll just worship the Lord this morning. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances of things I just don't understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision. My frustration gets so out of hand. Anybody ever get frustrated? Oh, but it's then I'm reminded I've never been forsaken. Never had to stand the test alone. As I look at all my victories, the spirit rises yeah. up in me. It's through the fire my weakness is made strong. Everybody sing. Oh, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered victory without fighting but he said help would always come in time yeah just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just hold on our lord will show up Take you through the fire again. All this in I know within myself that I would surely perish. If I trust the mighty hand of God, you shield the flames again. Again. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy. It would not be hard to climb. No, he never offered a victory without fighting. But he said help would always come in time. Oh, just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision. And the adversaries said, give in. Just hold on, our Lord will show up, and, and he will take you through the fire again. 
God. Amen. Thank you, Brother Todd. Amen. God is good. Amen. What he did for Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, he'll do for you and I. Amen. Amen. If you got a Bible, open it up. I like where I am. Open it up to Jude. Got me a new mic, so my guy's back there trying to get me to sound right. Give our sound guys a big round of applause. Appreciate them week after week. All of them. Amen. Jude 1, verse 9. Jude 1, verse 9. Got my Bible? But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse Satan of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuked you. This took place when Michael was, was arguing with Satan about Moses' body. I'm going to read it again. But even Michael... One of the mightiest of the angels did not dare, did, say that with me, did not dare, did not dare accuse Satan of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebukes you. This took place when Michael was arguing with Satan about the body of Moses. Stop, keep that spot, keep that in mind. Turn with me to 2 Chronicles 20, 17. Got my Bible? 2 Chronicles, it's a mouthful. 2017. Are y'all with me this morning? Amen. Y'all sure are quiet. Second Chronicles 2017. And I got one more after that. But you will not even need to fight. But you will not even need to fight. Take up your position, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow, for the Lord your God is with you. Come on, somebody. And my last one I have for you is Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. And if you'll let me, I'm going to preach for about five minutes. It might take me 30. But just hang with me. Matthew 28, 18. Good stuff already. I already feel it. I already feel it. I already feel it. Amen. I already feel it coming to a theater near you. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and in earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all that I have commanded, I have given you. 
And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Somebody give God a praise, amen. Many people, many people today try to fight the enemy on their own. Many people try to fight him with their own power, especially the cowboys and the cowgirls of this church. This church. I'm not, I, I haven't preached in many other churches, but in this church, many people try to fight Satan on their own with their own power. Can I say this to you this morning? You cannot do that. This is particularly dangerous for people who are not skilled to fight Satan who's not skilled to fight it. And this is particularly dangerous for young Christians, even old Christians, even people who've been walking with the Lord a long time. This is dangerous for people who get stagnant. What does stagnant mean? You go to church three Sundays in a row, but we don't see you for six Sundays. And then you come back and you say, oh, God, I'm getting beat to death out there. You can't fight Satan on your own. You can't fight Satan with your own power. None of us can. Not me, not you. Not Pastor Lambert, not none of us can fight Satan with our own power. It's particularly dangerous for people who are not skilled. It's very difficult for me to fight somebody that I just got through sleeping with. You know who you are. You're out there running the clubs. You're out there doing your thing. You're out there living in this world. And you now you want to change. It, it's particularly hard to fight something that you just got through sleeping with. Anybody with me this morning? It's hard to fight something that you just walked away from all by yourself, like alcoholism, drugs, pornography, sex, homosexuality. It's hard to fight those things by yourself. It's very difficult to fight something that you just got through sleeping with. I'm going to wake you up this morning. It's very difficult to hang out with the enemy for half your life for three or four weeks and then rebuke him on Sunday. It's difficult to do that because the enemy knows our weaknesses. How many believe that today? How many believe the enemy knows your weaknesses? I was talking to a guy the other day. He said, Brother Mark, I have not hit that crack pipe in two years. And you know what? I was on the job the other day, and I was getting some tools out of my car, and a guy walked beside me and said, Hey, man, you need anything? He said, no, I've been going here and do this little job. What do you mean do I need anything? He reached in his pocket and pulled out a bag of crack cocaine. I, he said, Brother Mark, I almost started bawling. I almost started crying. I haven't seen that in two years, and I'm doing my job. I'm doing my thing. I'm going to church, and now I'm not even asked for it, and the devil presents what you knows is your weakness. The devil, Donnie, ain't going to tempt you with something that's, that's not your weakness. He's going to tempt you with something that you're weak. With me, it's my temper. With me, it's, it's a lot of other areas of my life. He's going to tempt us where he can get us. He knows where we're vulnerable. Did you know today the worst person to ever fight is somebody that knows your weaknesses? If you come at me and I see you limping and you want to fight, I'm going to take your knee out. If you come at me and something wrong with your right arm, I'm going to hit you on your left side. You see, it's difficult to fight somebody who knows your weaknesses. It's hard to fight somebody. So you don't want to go hand-to-hand -hand combat with someone that you've been walking with, talking with, drinking with. The devil knows what to offer you to shut you up. See, church people don't believe that, but the devil does know what to offer you to shut you up and to keep you quiet. You see, I have a big screen. Well, it was down here a while ago. You don't have to put it back down. But if I was to put your life up on this screen 
and, and some of the stuff that you've already done, if it would have flashed up on this screen right now, just let's just pretend it's down. And let's just pretend that, that Brother Vic, your life shows up on this screen. You would say, oh, he's talking to me this morning. Oh, my God, I did do that. Oh, my God, I did say that. Oh, my God, I did steal that. The devil knows your weaknesses. He knows my weaknesses. And we can stand up here and act all righteous and say, oh, we're doing good. We're in the fight. We're in the fight. We're in the fight. No, listen to me. It's not our fight. It's the Lord's fight. Come on, somebody. I know when you start dealing with church people, they act like they can't be shut up. But there are some things that you've been through, and if your life flashed on the screen, you would put your head between your legs and say, ooh, I don't want nobody to know that about me. People say, Brother Mark, what makes your ministry successful? I say, I put all my business out there. Everything I did last week, everything I did 20 years ago, because God knows it, why should I hide it? Because God forgives me, so can other people. If they can't, they can move on out of my life. Touch three people and say, God forgives. Ladies, can I talk to the ladies for a minute? Because you know who you are. If I had to put you... Some of the scenes of your life up on, that, up on that screen right now, you put your head in your purse and run up out of this church. But God forgives our past. Come on, somebody. God forgives our past. He washed it and he covered it in the blood. Every bit of it. Men, God knows what we've done last week. So you can act all tough all you want to. God knows our shortcomings. That's why we need to go to him, ask him for help, because we can't fight this devil on our own. We can't fight this devil on our own. But a lot of times, and it's really difficult because people think that they can. Your, your things and my things, uh, your demons and my demons, the devil comes at us and he says, hey, I know what bothers Mark Grimes. I know what bothers Brother Lyle. I know what's going to get Miss Janae. I'll just bring old smooth talking Tom up in the picture. I know where she's weak. I know where, 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 where Jana's weak. I'll just get her where she's weak. He ain't going to touch y'all with something. That you don't like. He's not going to tempt me with crack because I ain't never smoked no crack. He ain't going to tempt me with drugs. I know drugs wasn't my vice. He's going to tempt me with anger. He's going to tempt me with women. He's going to tempt me in areas that I was weak. He's going to tempt you where you was weak. And you know you're still weak. You can be going to church for 10 years and still be weak. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Glory to God this morning. And it's amazing, it's amazing how God knows all this stuff about me and knows all this stuff about you, all this mess about us and still loves us and helps us and takes our hand and gets us out of the fire. Somebody hear me today. If I'm going to fight somebody, I, I wore my fighting clothes in case anybody wanted to rise up. Y'all say, man, that pastor ain't dressed like no cowboy pastor. I was looking in my clothes. I was like, I know I got a shirt. I know I got a shirt. See, my shirt says sold out, not tapped out because I ain't been to tap. Devil, I ain't tapping. Devil, I ain't tapping. Devil, I ain't tapping. So I was looking at my shirt for it. I said, man, I need to wear something I can fight. See, if I'm going to fight somebody, I'm going to fight somebody that doesn't know my weaknesses, that don't know where to hit me. But the enemy does know where to hit you. So if you're prideful, he's going to give you a reason to be prideful. If you've got a problem with greed, he's going to give you an opportunity to be greedy. If you got a problem with homosexuality, he's going to give you a problem. He's going to give you an opportunity to have homosexual sex and things like that. If you're a drinker, he's going to give you an opportunity to drink. Your buddies are going to come by. If you want to stop cussing, he will hit your finger. 
with the nail, the hammer, and give you an opportunity to cuss. <laughs> is anybody getting any of this? Is this just for me? I just don't understand if y'all getting this or not this morning. If I'm going to fight somebody, I'm going to fight somebody that doesn't know where to hit me. The problem is the enemy knows where to hit you. If you've ever noticed something about the enemy, he never offers you something you don't like. If you don't drink, then he's not going to offer you liquor. If you don't smoke, then he's not going to offer you cigarettes. If you don't want to get high, he's not going to offer you the pipe. If you're not a homosexual, he's not going to offer you a man. You understand what I'm trying to say this morning. If you're not prone to gambling, he's not going to try to give you a free trip to Vegas. How many people know that my phone rings every week with somebody saying I want a free trip to Vegas? I love to gamble. That's why I can't go to Vegas. I know it's Satan on the other end of that phone saying, oh, you need a vacation. Vegas is the, the place to be. Oh, whatever, 7 come 11, baby. I know if I go, I'll be tempted. Satan's going to tempt you, and he's going to tempt us, and he's going to try and try and try and try until we arrive in heaven. I believe he's going to keep on trying to tempt you and tempt you and tempt you. And when you've defeated it and when you've conquered it and when you have a David and Goliath moment and you're 15 years sober, he's going to throw something at you to try to get you to drink. Y'all don't even know, huh? The devil hates your guts. The devil hates your guts. He can't stand none of us. He can't stand any of us. But God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. So there's a feeling of being vulnerable and insecure. When, when you get in a fight with the devil who knows you, you start getting punched in the face, you start getting punched in the mouth, you start getting punched in the head below the belt. And then as a Christian, you start getting frustrated and you quit. We were talking about this the other night. Where are the people that used to sit where you sit? I can't tell you. Maybe they got frustrated and they just quit. You know who gets you frustrated? Satan gets you frustrated. He wants to get you to quit. He's going to do everything in his power. How many have ever been frustrated and wanted to quit? Oh, we're, some, we're in here with some, some, some people being honest this morning. I've been frustrated to the point where I said, Lord, I ain't coming back to Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done. I'm through. I can't go back. Them people don't like me. And the Lord said, but I planted you there. And if I planted you there, I'll grow you there. And I'll grow you into the image of my son, Jesus. So get back to your spot. But let me, let me be real with you for a minute. Let me be real with you for a minute. Listen, all you, all you people who think you've arrived, you have not arrived. Let me be real with you for a minute. He is going to attack you where you're the weakest, where you're the most vulnerable. And let me say this to you. He is never going to stop. He's going to stay on the job because he knows if he can get you, you can't go get somebody else saved. Brother Doug said the other day, yeah, you, your name will never be erased out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Once you pray the prayer of salvation, you'll never be able to get your name erased out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Once saved, always saved. I'll believe that till God comes back and gets me. I believe that with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. Once saved, always saved. But saved people act like they saved. Touch three people and say, saved people act like they saved. People don't say that enough. But say people get frustrated when they get attacked. We throw our hands up and we say, God, I can't win. 
It seems like when I take two steps forward, I get knocked back three steps. How do you expect me to win, God, when every time I start trusting somebody, something happens? Every time I start believing that she's the one or he's the one, they betray me. Every time I start to get myself together, God, start to get my finances, my dang motor goes out. And i got to take my car over to Mike Wise and let him have all my money. Every time I'm trying to get myself together, get my family in church, then the enemy comes and tries to steal one of my kids. Lord, I'm trying, but I keep getting knocked down. Does anybody ever get frustrated? I try to get healthy. Oh, Lord, I try to get healthy. I was watching the uh, Dr. Oz show, and Dr. Oz said, if you eat more nuts, it'll keep you, it'll keep you with protein, you'll be healthy. So I went, and I went to the health food department at H-E-B, and I bought the nuts that he said to buy, and I bought those nuts, and those nuts gave me diverticulitis. <laughs> and I've been in so much pain. And so, Dr. Oz, if I ever see him, he's going to hit him out of understanding. <laughs> I might hit Dr. Oz. <laughs> but I'm trying to get myself in shape. I try to get better. I try to get healthier. You try to get sober. You try to get clean. You try to wait on God. You try to get your finances in order. And you get attacked. And you get attacked. How do you expect me to win, God, when every time I try, I get knocked back down again? Well, you picked the right church to come to today. Because I'm going to tell you how you can win. My brothers and sisters, I believe you're in the right spot this morning. I'm going to tell you how to win. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. You picked the right church to come to. Because God gave me the answer to your question. How can you win this fight against Satan? He gave me the answer. And it's the answer of every time. How many of you ever feel like they stepped in the ring with Satan? Maybe you feel like you stepped in the ring with him right now. I got an answer for you this morning. Don't even get in the ring. Don't even get in the ring. How do I fight? How do I win? How can I win every time? You're not supposed to fight. You're supposed to go to the Lord and let the Lord fight for you. Listen to me. Put your dukes down. Put your dukes down. He gave me the answer of how you can win and win every time. If you want to win and win every time, simply do not get in the ring with Satan. Let me just say this to you, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to discredit how cool and how bad you are. But listen to me. If you try to get in, into the ring with Satan, he will knock your lights out. He will hit you in the jaw, hit you in the eye, hit you in the gut. He will lay you out in the first 30 seconds of the fight. Why? Because you are not strong enough to fight him on your own. So the Lord says, don't fight him. Don't fight him. The Lord says, don't even get in the ring with him. Oh, that's good stuff. If you try to get in the ring with, the Lord, with, the, with Satan, if you try to get in there on your own, He'll fight you with a level of warfare that you've never seen before in your life. I know sometimes I've stood behind this pulpit and told Satan how strong I was. Boy, I was a liar. He come at me on the left. He come at me on the right. He come at me to the point where I could only find myself looking up 
And the Bible says, look up, because that's where your help comes from. He's knocked me to the ground so many times that I had to look up and just cry to Jesus to help me. I'm telling you the truth this morning. He will hit you in your finances when you ain't expect it. He'll give you an uppercut your marriage when you're not expecting it. He'll put your emotions, listen to me, he'll put your emotions in a full Nelson. He'll grab a hold of you and you'll be depressed before you know it. You'll be taking medicine that you don't need to take. You'll be thinking, oh, if I don't get a hold of this medicine, I'm going to die. Listen to me, he just got you in a full Nelson. You need to throw that medicine in the trash and grab the word of God and and rebuke him. He'll put it on your marriage. He'll put it on your marriage. He'll put it on your kids. He'll get you so confused and wound up. How many can say honestly that sometimes you'll be just confused for no other reason at all? Why did that happen? Why didn't they shake my hand at church? Why didn't they call me when I missed three Sundays in a row? Why did why 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 can't I get up on stage? Why why he'll have you so confused? I, I signed up to be on the arena team, but nobody calls me. Well, nobody did this and nobody did that. I went out on a date with this girl, and man, I loved her. I thought she was awesome, but she never called me back. What's wrong with me? He'll have you confused. Anybody ever been confused? The boss will come down on you for no reason at all. You'll be doing a hard day's work. You'll bust your butt. You'll be working as hard as you can. And out of nowhere, the supervisor comes and just jumps on you because and, 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 he's had a bad day because Satan's jumped on him, and you ain't recognizing it. Now you worked your butt off. You're due for a promotion. He just yells at you. Now you're confused, and you're thinking about quitting. That's an attack. That's an attack from the enemy. Wake up! You can't fight that stuff on your own. You can't fight that stuff on your own. You can't. How do we win? We stay out of the ring. <laughs> Let me say this to you. We stay out of the ring. And we throw some scripture at him. We put the word of God on him. We stay out of the ring, and we put the word of God on him. You throw, I can do all things through Christ. You throw that in the ring, Satan, I can do all things. My God said he would never leave me nor forsake me. You don't have to get in the ring, but you got to be prepared to fight. You got to fight him with the word of God. Come on, anybody like my boxing gloves? I thought these things were bad, Jack. Listen to me, on my boxing gloves, it starts in Genesis and it goes to Revelation. And God puts something in there for all of us to throw in the ring when we need to fight. Come on, somebody. Who hears me this morning? How do we win and we stay out of the ring? We throw scriptures at the devil. Yeah, those scriptures, you throw them across the ropes and you tell him something like this. The battle ain't mine. I got that scripture on here. The battle ain't mine. It belongs to the Lord. He told me if I was heavy burdened, lay my burdens down. He would get in the ring and fight for me. Those scriptures, you start throwing them across the rope. If I tell him I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One day I thought he was going to kill me. 
Some of y'all might think that you're almost dead. You just got to throw that scripture that's hanging above our church out there. It says, on this day, I'll be with the Lord in paradise, devil. So you can't have me. God's already got me. Come on, somebody. If you're telling, listen, if you're telling him I can do all things through Christ, if you're telling him the blood is against him, if you don't know any scriptures, and there's some people that don't know any scriptures, just say, devil, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> come on, somebody. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I had a dear friend call me one time. She said, Brother Mark, you need to come right now. You need to come right now. I said, what's going on? She said, my husband is possessed by the devil. She said, his head is spinning around backwards. I said, let me give you the Catholic hotline. She said, no, Brother Mark, you got to come. you got to come right now. He's possessed by the devil. Man, I went over there, and I said, I, I went over there, and they were screaming and hollering. And when I walked in the room, I could hear them screaming and hollering, and I was scared to death. I opened up that door, and they were screaming and hollering at me, and I forgot every scripture I ever learned. I said, oh, my. I said, hey, don't act like that. And I said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I said, Jesus loves you. Come down from there. I said, Jesus loves you. He's got a plan for you. Hey, that's not you. Jesus loves you. Get your... And boy, they got all straight when I started saying Jesus. Why? Because the devil has to leave. I'm telling you a true story. I could touch three or four witnesses that know what I'm talking about. They said, come right now. He's possessed by the devil. Man, I was scared to death. I forgot every scripture I'd ever learned. Even if you don't know a bunch of scriptures, the Bible says that you can call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. You ain't got to be a Bible scholar. When I told Brother Vic, come go with me a while ago, I said, I got to put some scriptures on my boxing gloves. We got to go up there and cut up a Bible. He said, do what? I said, I'm going to mess with your theology in a minute. <laughs> the word of God is to be used in any form, any fashion. I'm going to say this. If you got to take your whole Bible, and throw it at the devil. Take your whole Bible and throw it at the I know people that get up 4 o'clock in the morning when their kids ain't living right and just start reading the scripture over when they're sleeping. They come in stone drunk, stone high, out of their mind, living wrong. I know moms and dads that will be right over them praying, dear God, save them, Lord. And the word of God says, you will rule over this day and, 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 and he will take this darkness out of this young man. And this young man was meant for good and not for evil. You got to just sometimes take the whole word over them. If you don't know any scriptures, just call on Jesus' name. What we have to do is understand that we don't have to get in the ring. We don't have to arm ourselves with anything other than the word of God. I took you to that first scripture in the book of Jude. In the book of Jude, where we're talking about the angel, Michael. Let me tell you a little something about Michael real quick. He is the archangel. He is the strongest angel there is. The archangel. Say it with me, archangel. Come on, touch three people and say, you ain't say it. Say it with me one more time. He is the archangel. 
The strongest angel of all times is Michael. And here you have in June where Moses has died and Jesus and God says, go get him. And, and Michael scoops up Moses and he's taking him to heaven. And, and, and I'm just giving you an English version. He scooped him up and he's taking him to heaven. And here comes Satan and says, look at here. I want Moses. I want to take him down to hell, and I want to put it on display that we killed the great Moses. And Michael, the strongest of the strongest, the strongest of the strongest angels, dare not go up against Satan. Let me tell you something about angels. If you don't know this, you're going to know it right now. Angels protect heaven. They're the fortress of heaven. Up there where we look up and we pray, angels are guarding heaven where no enemies, no nothing can get in. Angels are so strong that they flap their wings. They flap their wings and the Red Sea parted. It parted right down the middle. When they flapped their wings and on God's command, they parted the Red Sea. Why? Because they're so strong. And here you have the captain of the brigade, the strongest angel of all time, Michael. And Michael has scooped up Moses and he's taking Moses and he says, I want him. And Michael knew, just like you and I need to know today, we can't fight Satan on our own. So if you keep losing, it's probably because you've been trying to fight him on your own. If your family's still been going through it, it's probably because your family's been trying to fight him on your own. Michael said, I, can, I, I rebuke you. I love that. Let me read it to you again. Let me, let me read it again. I got it right here. I'm not, no, wait, 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 where'd it go? I got it somewhere. Follow me to first you. Somebody tell me what page it's on. Trying to hit. I don't want you to lose this. I want you to get this. Somebody hear me today. I don't want you to lose this. Jude 1. Got my Bible? What was the scripture? 9. I knew that. I'll just check and see if y'all knew that. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of angels, did not dare accuse Satan of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebukes you. Say that with me, the Lord rebukes you. This took place when Michael was arguing with Satan about Moses' body. You know, I want to tell you something. The book of Jude, I'm reminded about Michael, who was carrying this body. The archangel, the captain of the parade, the strongest of all time, couldn't go up against him, and neither can you. So you got to learn to call on God. Every one of us got to learn to call on God. How many like to see those really, really churchy people act like they just got it all together? Most of the time, those people are falling apart like a $3 suitcase. Because they're trying to shine on the outside when they're begging for help on the inside. I've learned on the inside, if I let God in, when I'm getting attacked, when I'm getting 
when I'm getting betrayed, when I'm getting things coming against me with my health. I just learned to let God come in. He said, I rebuke you, Satan. I think there needs to be a healthy dose of rebuking going on in our world today. The devil, he'd rather you fight with your willpower. He'd rather you fight with your positive attitude. The devil would rather you po fight with positive thinking and new age meditation. The devil would rather you go get some yoga treatments and try to fight him like that. But I dare you to get backed in a corner and rebuke him and watch him run. I dare you to get, anybody ever been backed in a corner? Anybody ever been backed in a corner? You hear me in the back of the church. If somebody's talking around you, tell them to be quiet. When you get backed in the corner and there's no way out, you got to throw scriptures at Satan. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I know that God is going to bring me out of this health problem. I know that God is going to heal me of this cancer. I know that God is going to fix my heart. I know this attacks of my finances are about to stop. This hard time that I'm going through, I know my God is going to deliver me. I know that I'm supposed to be the head and not the tail. I know that I was born to be a winner and not a loser. I know I'm supposed to be a lender and not a borrower. I know that I'm supposed to be healed, made whole. Somebody's got to start throwing scripture at me. And if you don't ever read your Bible, you're probably never going to win a fight against Satan. You need to hear me now. If you don't read your Bible, you're probably never going to win a fight against Satan. Maybe you know one that Grandma taught you. Maybe you know one you've heard me say a bunch. Those will work. But you've got to know this word. That's why on my boxing gloves, I made sure that I tried to get something from Genesis to Revelations on here. Because it's the word of God that's going to take us and save us in every attack we go through. And let me say this to you tonight, today. God's going to bring you out of whatever you're going through. But you've got to have faith he will. So if you've been knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, you can't find love, you can't find love, you can't find love, and you've given up on love, you need to get yourself back up and start praying and reading your Bible and blaming God. She's out there. I know she is. God, bring her to me, Lord. When you're ready and I'm ready and we're all ready, Lord, I'll be ready for her. This couple, they were young when they got married yesterday, but they were ready because God brought them together. You think, well, I can never quit drinking. You can't. You can't on your own. But if you're ready to quit and you call on God. When I gave up cigarettes, and I'm talking to all who smoke. When I gave up cigarettes, I wasn't ready to give them up. God took them from me. There's some things that you can't give up, you don't want to give up, and God will take them from you. I ain't even touched on that yet. But God says he knows your weaknesses. Satan also knows your weaknesses. When I was ready to give up cigarettes, I, I, when I was smoking, I wasn't ready to give up cigarettes, but God had a plan for my life. And so he threw me into the hospital, and I thought I was having a heart attack. And they said, something's going on in there. And they were sticking nitroglycerin pills down my throat like it was candy. Oh, my goodness. And I thought, oh, I'm fixing to die. My daddy died of a heart attack. 
my brother died of a heart attack. My other brother died of a heart attack. And these men were in their 40s and 50s. My dad died at 54. My brother died at 48. My other brother died at 46. Young people, I'm 43 years old. So here I am smoking these cigarettes. I didn't want to give them up, but God took them from you. God will take it from you. Also, somebody grab that. That's for free. It didn't even have anything to do with this message. I was on my way to work. I opened, I cracked a cigarette. I, I, I lit it up. I, I went, just like I've done every day. I love them marble reds. Smoking. Oh, man, something don't feel right. Something don't feel right. Something don't feel right. And I called Mary. I said, you need to get to Providence. I think I'm having a heart attack. I drove to Providence. They said, oh, something's going on. They started popping nitroglycerins in my mouth. They said, oh, something's funny on the EKG machine. Doctor come in and said, we're going to have to go in. It's growing, and we're going to have to look at his heart, and we're going to have to take a camera and look around up there. Man, I thought I was going to die. Guess who was sitting there telling me I was going to die? Satan. But I just got saved. I just got saved six months prior. God was removing that stuff out of my life because he had this for me. I didn't recognize it then. I, 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 I want to tell you this. I, I didn't recognize it then, but God was removing that out of my life because he knew I, I couldn't do it on my own, so he had to scare me. Sometimes, oh, this is good stuff. Sometimes God will send Satan to attack you, to scare you, to wake you up. Wake your marriage up. <laughs> Y'all been in church a while. He will wake you up. That next hit of dope might be your last hit of dope. Or one that scares you so much that make you want to quit for the rest of your life. That next drink you take might be the one that puts you in an automobile accident that almost kills your children. What's it going to take? See... I, I, he threw me into the hospital. They cut me and going up in my growing and looking at my heart. And they didn't even knock me out to do this. What kind of doctor does that stuff? So I'm laying there on the table. And, and they say, we're there. And I'm kind of cuckoo because they gave me some cuckoo medicine. But I'm not all the way out. And I said, where are we? I said, oh, Mr. Grimes, we're looking at your heart. I said, oh, you are? He said, yeah, look at that TV. You'll see it there. I looked up at that TV, and I went, ah! And the nurse put a little thing over my mask, on my little thing, and I don't remember anything else after that. I woke up about three hours later, and my wife was standing there, and I said, what did they say, honey? I got to have bypass surgery. I need a heart transplant. I need a pacemaker. See, my daddy had a pacemaker. My daddy had a pacemaker back when pacemakers first came out. And they were battery operated. And the battery went out. And my daddy couldn't get to the hospital in time to get another battery. So I'm thinking the worst. What'd they say, baby? My wife said, well, doctor says your heart looks great. But he also said you're a big old sissy. That was on a Wednesday morning. That was on a Wednesday morning. They let me out about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At 7 o'clock that night, I was at Parkview Baptist Church. And I took my cigarettes and I laid them on the altar. Yeah. 
And I never, ever, ever had a craving again. Sometimes I'll walk by you guys that smoke in our smoking section, and I'm like, ooh, that smells good. But I'll just know it's God who set me free, and he set me free indeed. I don't have to go back to those cigarettes. And this, this message is not to convict you of smoking or dipping. It may take your lip falling off before you want to get right. It may take that car accident, you losing a child before you want to get right. It may take some kind of devastating thing that, that, that wakes you up, but you don't have to go there. You can come here right now. Come on, somebody. You can come here right now. And say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I'm battled with this long enough. And I'm not winning. My emotions are all over the place. I'm depressed. I'm strung out. Dear Jesus, Todd, would you guys come up and play? Every head bowed and every eye closed. As they come and, as they come and play, let me say this. God's going to bring somebody out this morning. I already feel it. This message is for you as it is for me. What have you been struggling with long enough? What have you been battling with long enough that you're ready to take it to Jesus this morning? Stand with me this morning as we close. This message is for you. That devil thinks he's got you surrounded. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As they began to play, I want to tell you, when I was sitting in that hospital bed and the devil was telling me I was going to die, I remember the scripture, one scripture, the devil is a liar. Come on, somebody, the devil is a liar. I want you to come right now. Whatever you've been struggling with, whatever you've been battling with, whatever you've been fighting with for so long, come right now. Come to this altar and leave it with Jesus. You don't have to fight this anymore. This worry about this disease you have, you don't have to fight that anymore. God's got you. Come right now. Nobody's going to look down on you because their eyes are closed. Every eye closed and every head bowed. I told you in the beginning of this message, I have found myself since I've been saved on my knees looking up quite often. God, fix my anger today. God, I want to trust you and I want to trust others. Fix the issues I have, Lord. Lord, the devil took my job, and I don't know how we're going to make it. Where God opens one, shuts one door, he opens another. Come right now and just tell the Lord you're trusting him. Greater is he that's in me that's in this world. You and I can't fight the devil any longer. we got to give it to God. We just got to throw the word at him. I rebuke you, Satan. Come right now.
are still coming. Come right now. God is telling you to come. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Just get right with God this morning. God's told me to give up these cigarettes. I just can't do it. You can't on your own. But with God's help, you can. For a long time, God told me to give up these prescription pills. But you can't. With God's help, you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This Copenhagen this long cut, this Kodiak, I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it to get by or I'll, or I, I, I just, I'll just go crazy. I, I'll be insane. I'll be hard to live with. On your own, you can't, but with God, you can. I think the opportunity is here right now for you to get right with God. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for those who made their way to the altar. Father, I challenge my church to read their Bible and to use Scripture on the enemy every time he comes. The Bible says he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to destroy. When he comes prowling around your house, around your children, around your wife, around your husband, Throw the scripture at him, and it will knock his head off. It will knock him out of the park. Call on Jesus. Say, Jesus, I can't fight this court case I've been fighting. I need you to step in the ring. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Christ to come into your life, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the dead. No tomb could hold you. Come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.